Hi everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. This week, special edition podcast, the Easter edition. I love it. Uh, we thought it'd be nice to to jump on here and, and wish everybody a happy Easter. He is risen for those of you that are religious. And um, we weren't going to do this. And we were like, well, we started having an interesting conversation back and forth about mm-hmm. Easter. And I was like, you know what? Let's just start recording this because I feel mm-hmm. like this is a cool dynamic. And I think people, people can relate to it and mm-hmm. people might not relate to it. So mm-hmm. I think a cool way to kind of jump this off would be Easter in general to you, Randy. In the in the previous episodes, I don't know, we didn't get really religious, but we started to like err on the side of some sort of religion. Like there is some sort of connection there, whether it's God, whether it's whatever. There was like a connection that people I think could connect to the Bible. So mm-hmm. I'm always curious, right? I grew up Roman Catholic, so I'm Roman Catholic Church every Sunday, CCD, so on and so forth. What does Easter mean to you? How do you, your family... As a Mm -hmm. whole, what is Mm -hmm. Easter to you? How do you celebrate Easter? What does it truly mean to Randy Dietrich? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so growing up with my mom, I mean, you know, my my mom loved Jesus more than anyone I've ever known. She used to wear a wedding band saying that she's now married to Jesus. You know, when when she got divorced from dad, you know, that's kind of neat, right? That is cool. And in fact, when mom, when my mom died and she was in, in the casket, she was actually dressed in a wedding gown. Do you know that? Really? Yeah. Like she was buried with? She was buried in a wedding gown. Wow. Yeah, she was buried in a wedding gown. And because my mom always said that she says, you know, I'm, I'm, I've now dedicated my life to Jesus. She, she would say to me, she goes, because he died for me, I will live for him. And I can tell you, it's transformed our lives. My, my, my life, my brother's life, it, it would not be if it wasn't for the solid rock of my mom. And my mom would not be if it wasn't for the solid rock of Jesus in her life. And if you study the life of Jesus, I mean, there, there are, you could study your entire life and you'd never get all the lessons complete. There's lessons on top of lessons. And, you know, we just got done writing a podcast about the word contempt. And that's an ugly word. You know, contempt destroys everything. You know, because contempt basically means that you think you're better than someone else and you look down upon them. If that ever happens in a relationship, it destroys the relationships because at some point they're going to go, I've had enough, right? If you ever had a boss that thought they're better than you, eventually you'll quit the boss. You know, so contempt destroys. And if you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> he, he came here on the earth because he loved the people of the earth. And he came here to basically save the people from their own humanity, from the sins that they've created in their life, their lives. And he had the power to do anything he wanted. He wanted to. I mean, Jesus, there's stories of him healing people. He would touch them and instantly they could see. He would touch them. They could just walk. Instantly their skin would be healed. And these stories are documented all throughout history. And yet here he hangs on a cross with two people alongside of him that were convicted criminals. And here he hangs as the innocent son of God, and there's people spitting on him. And yet in that moment, he would say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Mm. That, I mean, I get, I get chills because we as people, we think that we're, we're, we're something. We accomplish something. I'm, I'm, you know, this is what I can do in my life. Look at me. Look how great I am. And here's the son of God hanging on a cross being spit on, and he says, forgive them. They don't know. He could have 
erupted in anger in that moment going, that's it. This is over. It's all done. You're all going to be gone. But he doesn't. He goes, I love them so much that I, I know they don't know what they're doing. And one of the, one of the best lessons my mom gave me, you know, throughout life, and she'd really ingrain it during Easter. She would say, Randy, make sure you leave room in your life for faith. Just make sure you leave, leave room. She goes, I know, I know, I know you're busy right now. And I know you may, you may not have spoken to God lately. I, 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 in fact, I, I know you haven't because I see how busy you are. She says, but I, but I can tell you, you may have talked to him. You may have not have talked to him lately, but I bet you, you miss him. Yeah. It would hit hard. I go, wow, you're right, mom. I haven't talked to him lately, but you're right. I, I, I do miss him. And she'd always remind me, she'd say, you know, you think you can be successful in this world, Randy, and you will be. She says, you have all the seeds of greatness. You can do anything you want. But success is, that's just, that's, that's, that's not a big deal. Anyone can achieve success. Success in this world is measured with money and buildings and cars and bank accounts and things that you can measure. She says, but that, that stuff really means nothing because it's all going to be gone one day. She says, and, and by the way, if, you, if you're at the bottom floor of, of your life and success is at the very top ceiling of your life, and if you can get to the very top ceiling of your life, the very top floor of your life, you are still at the ground floor of God's room. She says, <laughs> character, significance, that's what matters in our lives. It's how we treat the people around us. And the reason that my mom is still alive today is because she lived a life of significance. We were the most rich, poor people you'd ever meet. <laughs> Wow. And now, if my mom could see what's happening in my life, it was the seeds she was sowing 30 years ago. That's what matters. So what is Easter? <laughs> He's having a cry, Ralph. <laughs> it's a... Uh... Easter is the reason that we have the rest of the year. Easter is the reason that everything else exists. Easter is the reason that we have hope in our future. If there was no Easter, there'd be no hope. I feel like I have so much to say about it. Like, because mm -hmm. it's just, it's, I feel like Easter is a difficult time for some people. Not even from a religious standpoint, just in general, because there's people out there that don't know what Easter truly means. Mm -hmm. Like, not saying, mm -hmm. I'm just in general, like, what's the point? What is the point? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't know, this Easter this year just kind of hits a lot differently than the ones in the past. In what way for you? What do you mean? I just, I don't know. It just, it's, and I, ha I just had this conversation with my dad the other day about it too, where it's just this, and I don't know if it's hard. I don't know if it feels hard. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right terminology because even when we, we, I mean, it happened yesterday when we were talking about it, where it was like, there's just some, there's like an ambience, there's an, something in the air that's just, there's something mm. off. Mm. And I, I don't know if it's a good off or a bad off, but there's something happening. And it, last year, I remember feeling the same way around this time, but I brushed it off, right? Mm. Like it was just like, ah, it is what it is. It's probably anxiety of this or work or this, mm -hmm. that, and the other thing. But in one year, given the whole time to reevaluate, it's like now that I'm actually paying attention and focused on stuff that's going on mm -hmm. and come back to the year and here it is, it's like, what is going on, right? Like, 
where is the shift coming from? And coming from a religious biblical family, it's like, is it coming? Is it happening? Like Easter is family. Easter is time to, to repent. Well, sorry. Lent is time to repent. Easter is a time to rejoice, but it doesn't feel like that this time. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. It's a, it's an interesting dynamic and it's something I've been fighting with for, for, couple weeks now hmm. so that's why it's interesting hearing your take on it because it's mm-hmm. like wow yeah like i feel like that's what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but for some reason it doesn't feel like that huh. this time around and i don't know why yeah i got you praying yeah right doing what he can do but this time it doesn't feel that way mm-hmm. and i don't i can't put a finger on it hmm. i don't know well there's a lot of prayers Right? Yeah. He taught, yeah, yeah. I, I yell out of my curse. Yeah. My, he knows. Yeah. Like he, it's, it's yeah. that thing, but it's, there's something about it, man. Mm-hmm. And not to be a Debbie Downer for those listening to this, Easter is a great time for the season. I think it's more of like a revelation I'm having with myself mm-hmm. about how true and how serious everything really actually is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think it's a, oh, is Ralph separating for the, no, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, wow, like this stuff is real. Like mm-hmm. This exists. Mm-hmm. Like this is real. And I think because of everything that's happened in the course of a year, just business wise, relationship wise, family wise, our relationship growing, you and I, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's real. Mm-hmm. It's all real. And it's, there's like this subtle feeling of like, I don't know if it's an anxious feeling, but it's like a, ooh, like mm-hmm. a, a quivery feeling mm-hmm. of like, whoa, like mm-hmm. are other people experiencing this? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's neat to think about, though, you know, God, if God is all is omnipotent, m- meaning he knows the past, present and future. Mm-hmm. You know, it's said that he has the hairs on your head counted. He's already he already knew you're going to feel this way. No, that's, that's what's crazy. Right. It's like I feel like it's it's happening. So it doesn't. Right. Not right. that it doesn't matter. It's just right. it's, it's supposed to happen. Right. 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 There's no surprises. Yeah, there's not a surprise, right. no which surprises. is why if this happened this time last year, it'd mm-hmm. be what's going on? Like, is everything okay? Whereas mm-hmm. this time I'm handling it where it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's this, okay. This is the element of why, like sometimes, sometimes people think, well, I'm a bad person. I've done bad things. You know, God, God's never going to forgive me for this. God already knew you're going to be doing that. And he already forgave you before you did it. And I think that's the whole message of Christ. You know, it's like, here he is at the, on the cross and the P's getting spit on. He says, forgive them. Mm. He already knew it was going to happen. So that means that anything that we've ever done in our life, we can change our life in a split second just by saying, forgive me. I don't, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I do now. Whereas once I was blind, now I can see. You know, Maxwell says some of the most dangerous words we can ever say is, oh, I've heard that before. Because in life, we hear the world through different ears of different life experiences. You may hear something now, and 10 years from now, you hear the same thing and you go, whoa, what an impact on my life. Well, you heard it 10 years ago. It meant nothing, but you've experienced new things and now you're a brand new person. And those, that same thing has a tremendous impact on you. You know, so I don't know. I think uh, when it comes to Easter, the two words that my mom had posted everywhere in the room, in the house was the words, I am. And she, she banked on that her whole life. I am. I still remember on our sliding glass door, big red words. I still have that. When, when we moved from the house, I took that paper off the window and I have it in my basement. Mom's wow. writing, I am. And, uh, and, you know, it's, there's just, there's tremendous strength. There's tremendous contentment. There's tremendous peace. You know, someone wrote me the other day and, and, uh, and they, were, they were questioning something that's going on. I said, you know, would you agree that all things work together for the good of God? 
what are they gonna write back? No, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, of course. Well, then have faith. Yeah. You know, it's said that if, if someone would have the faith as big as a mustard seed, they could move mountains. I mean, it's, that's just blows my mind. Yeah, that's wild. Right, something. It's so true. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to faith, people, I've had people push back and they go, they go, I, I don't, I don't believe. I'm an atheist. I don't believe. And I say, you know, it, it takes a, actually more faith to be an atheist than someone to say, well, I'd rather believe. Because it traced back to the very beginning. When did everything begin? There had to be a start. And, and to think to yourself, well, there was no start. Well, that, that's crazy. No, so it had to be something that started something. And you, your mind can't get around that concept of when did it start. And then there's the Big Bang Theory. And I joke and go, well, I've never, we've never done, had explosions. And all of a sudden, there's little, little animals running around. You know, like, and there's no explosions ever created something. Explosions destroy things. They don't create things, right? And, and, uh, and then, then there's the, the, the thought of that, you know, if, if you and I can look at a monkey and then the monkey's in the cage and the monkey doesn't understand that if you take a key and you put the key right outside the door and the monkey could reach out and grab the key and reach around and unlock it, you and I can see the situation. We can understand what's going on, but the monkey can't get it. Is it possible that there's something going on that we're the monkey? Mm. Absolutely. Because if we can see the monkey, we may be the monkey. Yeah, and th this is it. There, there, it, and it's like if, if you can't accept if you can't accept the monkey's reality, you can't accept your reality. And the reality is that yes, it is a lot easier to believe that something started everything, and your body and the world is too perfect to just happen in an explosion one day. It's too refined. It's too perfect. And if you study if you study the Bible and all that's been said throughout the Bible. In order for that to happen, I think I told you this stat before, in order for the Bible to actually be true the way it is, and there's been people that have tried to tear it apart saying, I'm going to disprove this thing, they end, up, they end up proving it. They end up going, oh my God, there's no way this could have aligned. And you know the mathematical statistics. It, the, the, the math is this, guys. If you, the, the, the chances of the Bible just coming together and just happen to be working out the way it did, it would be the same as, as taking dollar coins, lay, putting them the entire state of Texas, covering the entire state, coin to coin everywhere, then making it a foot deep and then blindfolding you and saying, okay, I marked one with a red coin, go out in Texas and find that one coin and you get one shot. You get one coin to pick up in Texas and the chances of the Bible just accidentally being the way it is would be the same chances of you finding that one coin. Do I have faith? <laughs> Not really. It's wild. Right? Because, oh my God, it doesn't take any faith to believe in this. It's like, Wow. There's, there's almost nothing more absolute and concrete in the world than the Bible. It's that simple. Yeah. And like to, to kind of piggyback off of the whole, like, right. People believe whatever they want to believe. It is what it is. Whatever gets you to put your head down at night. My argument with not argument, my conversation with atheism is like, look, it, like how you said it takes, it takes more faith because that means you have had to have either looked at everything that it encompasses and then you have something that disproves it all mm -hmm. or you don't want to do it because once you start diving in, you realize that everything that you've been doing has a greater cause mm -hmm. and it causes you to have to reflect on your goods, your bads, your negatives, your positives all at once. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. frightening. Like I, that is frightening. Mm -hmm. Like for someone mm -hmm. like me, that's went, went with the church that left the church that kind of came back to the church. That's now in this, this stage of like just absorbing and learning and listening that's scary, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it, maybe it's, it's an ego thing. There's a whole thing, but it's like when you start learning and start like really absorbing, you're like, mm -hmm. 
wow, there's a reason for everything. Mm-hmm. And trying to explain that is is not as easy as some might think because when you truly believe it's easy because it's natural, it flows out. But if you don't believe it and you're trying to understand it, mm-hmm. it's very scary and mm-hmm. frightening because mm-hmm. you realize that the way that you've been living is not how it should be mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. a, it's that paradigm shift of like, oh, I got to, what if time runs out then? Mm-hmm. When, then what happens? Do right. I not have my spot? Am I, you know what I mean? And there's yep. like that, ang- but it's easier to just go, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's. Yep. It's it's like a catch twenty two. Damn mm-hmm. if you do, damn if you don't. Right? Mm-hmm. You don't realize what you're doing is wrong until you find out. But I don't have to really worry about it if I don't do what I need to do to figure it out what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's just. Mm-hmm. Mom used to have me reading. You know, she didn't have me do it. She encouraged me to read Proverbs every night. So I remember as a young kid, I'd be reading reading Proverbs. Proverbs is kind of like a a, a handbook for life in a lot of ways. There's mm-hmm. a lot of lessons in there, and uh, and if I ever was you know questioning something, my mom would say, "Did you read your handbook lately?" Uh, the that's all she, yeah, that's all she had to say. Did you read your handbook lately? You know, because it's all right there. It's very, it's, it's very clear, you know, and uh, a handbook of life. Yeah, that's yeah. a cool way to look at it. Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the whole Bible is a handbook for life. You know, it is true. If, if you, you know, if you live, if you do live your life based upon the way the Bible will tell you to live your life, you will, you will never, ever, ever <laughs> wonder why do I, why do I not feel joyful? You know, happiness and pleasure you know, that, that stuff comes and goes, you know, my mom would say, never, ever, ever try to pursue pleasure and happiness, pursue joy. Cause that's joy is the birthplace of happiness and pleasure and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It'd be very, very difficult to find a happy person. That's also not joyful. They go hand in hand, but joy trumps it all. And she'd say, just, just pursue joy. And joy has to do only with you. No one can touch it, you know, but, but the individual. And, uh, if, and we talk about Victor Frankl's book. He's a, he's a great example of someone that chose chose an attitude of joy in a miserable situation. And he says, it really is the last of the human choices to, to one's own choice, one's own option to choose. Cause we always have an option to choose. Even when you think you don't, you still do. You still have an option to choose. I was just got done reading a story about a prisoner in, in China that the guy was in prison for years and years and years and years. And he was put underground and he couldn't, he was never allowed to see daylight, but there was a crack in the wall and he realized that if he got up on his bed, put a stool on the bed and stood up at the very top of his prison cell and he put his eye up against the crack and he looked out the crack, he could see a single blade of grass. And he said, you have no idea how many times I went on vacation with that single blade of grass. It's That's neat. Right? <laughs> Perspective, right? Wow. Yeah. Something. Wow. So, so this Easter... What I would recommend, if you want to have the best day of your year, sit in the morning before your day starts and think about everything that's wonderful in your life and make a list. It could be things like, I'm grateful that I can breathe. I'm grateful that I can write. I'm grateful that I, 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 uh, I live in this country that I can make decisions on my own. I'm grateful that, and you can just, you can go on and on. You'll come up with a list that's so big. Then what you do is if you want to compound this list, take the list and show it to the people you love and say, this is what I'm grateful for. Make sure they're on there, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm grateful for. And then play a game where you go, what are you grateful for? And what will happen is that single day will be the best day of your life because we, we are what we see. We are what we would look at. And if you're looking at things, everything you're grateful for, it will truly be the best day of your life. 
if you're looking at everything that's wrong in your life, which is that's the way society tends to train people, because there's only money in problems, there's only money in things that are that are miserable. And let's here, here's a here's a fixed buy this to fix it, right? If people that look at problems, they're they have problems. But if you look at everything you're grateful for, you know, my gosh, you could it really will be the very best day of your life. And by the way, I would put on there that there is an option to live a life according to the Bible. Because imagine if Easter did not exist. Wow. Imagine that. Imagine if that day never happened. Imagine if the, if erase that day from history where Christ was on the on the cross. Imagine if you erase that, you'd erase. I mean, the, hope really is defined as the activator. And it really is true when there's hope in the future, there is power in the present. If you take that day away, there is no home or hope in the future. Wow. And there, there will be no more action in the present. You know, I mean, that's, it's, it, all comes, it all comes down to that day. So what does Easter mean to me? It's the reason Randy walks around so enthusiastic and excited for life. Because I have faith and understanding that one day I will die. One day we all will die. And that, that day could be the very best day of your life or the worst day of your life. The choice is ours. The choice is yours. Wow. Happy Easter. One thing to put on that list, too. Is the Randy Dietrich living on purpose? There podcast. you go, right? I love it, Ralph. I love you, man. Thank you all. Happy Easter. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Happy Easter. Love you.